0: We are back and welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio and we have a bit of an anniversary to share with all of you. I'm not really sure if we're going to be celebrating it in the traditional (laughs) sense, but today listeners is the anniversary, the two year anniversary of COVID-19 appearing in the United States. And uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be one of those moments where people uh, reflect and, you know, say where I where you were when you when this particular thing happened, like with September 11th and other historical things that have happened in the United States. Um, But it is certainly a significant thing that's happened in all of our lives. And so here's the good news, guys. You have actually experienced and lived through. um, That's good news right there, right? You've lived through the third worst pandemic in the history of humanity. And that's something that no one really talks about or reflects upon, but it's true. And and we're going to go through some, we're not going to talk about COVID. We're not going to talk about vaccines. Julie and I try to figure, we try to avoid like the plague. pun, no un, pun intended. Pun <laughs> unintended. Um, anything that's yeah. going to basically seem political. But what we are going to talk about is the the long-term ramifications or the effects of uh, COVID-19, what it had on housing, because it really did change it didn't just change housing, but obviously we're you know housing related podcasts, and you guys are mostly real estate practitioners around the world, mostly in the United States. So we are going to make this geared towards housing, but the reality of it is, is COVID nineteen changed the world in very meaningful and I dare I say, and again, please don't get triggered, positive ways, and um, you know it's quite miraculous what's happening and what is happening as a result of COVID nineteen. And if you just open your eyes to the really the positive things that are coming as a result of it, setting aside, obviously all the, uh, I think, um, you know, the really glorified, gorified, if you want to call it, right? Yeah. Headlines. And just look at from a macro perspective and again, how it relates to housing. Again, we are real estate coaches. This is Real Estate Coaching Radio. Our job is to help you guys uh, be educated so then you can be motivated to help other people buy and sell real estate. So we're going to be going through these points relatively quick and do go back and listen to It's interesting as Julie and I are working on these points today. We did, we started doing podcasts Uh, about covid obviously when we started learning about it, and this was in 2020 in early early spring 2020 Mm -hmm. and i remember julie and i uh had this epiphany that we julie and i are nerds right so no anyone listens to us more than you know five seconds knows we're nerds and so we've studied history not study history as when we aren't professing to historians but we have learned that um, if you do any traveling you'll realize that some of the greatest the word is renaissances have always come after some some plagues in the literal sense so the dark ages were followed by the enlightenment, right? And so hist- history has shown us, if you study it, though, has a tendency to happen is after things like pandemics and plagues and even wars, there's an explosion of creativity, an explosion of humanity. It's almost like um, humanity jumps the shark and oftentimes we'll you'll see things happen that maybe were would have happened eventually, but happened a hell of a lot faster because of whatever the calamity was. Um, and uh, you know, and whatever it is, right? Maybe it's uh, frugality fatigue that like after the great recession, maybe it's people that are just saying, you know what, you only live once, and you're dead a real long time, and I might as well get out and enjoy life as mu- as much as I can. Maybe it's because a lot of people, in the case of this pandemic, were trapped indoors and had a lot of time to think and started writing books and being more creative. Um, and this is one of our points, but all you gotta do is look at the explosion of content creators, podcasts and YouTubes and new books that are coming out and all kinds of videos and just all kinds of movies. These are all as a result of people not having to essentially get through their day to day and having more time to, you know, really drill down. And then there also was an explosion of new businesses. There were more. business startups, more new corporations formed during the pandemic than something like any time in history of the United States. So these are all the things that no one talks about because everyone wants to, again, glorify, glorify the glorification. Really, yeah. And
1: we touched on a lot of this in our predictions podcast that you guys can uh, go listen to where we talked about things like Starlink being developed and all that sort of stuff, but also some other interesting developments like there were fewer people, obviously, going to college not everybody wanted to be virtual college and a lot of the startups were a result of people figuring that out so, so we're right now be- we're focusing on the housing part of this though.
0: exactly so Julie wrote these points so we're gonna go through these and again, and you open your mind to, if you find yourself here's a little um, I think a, a health warning, right? Mm-hmm. If you feel like you're being triggered by what we're saying, that's we're not trying to trigger you to one way of thinking or another. We're trying to get you to think like an entrepreneur as a business so you can be putting your mind in a opportunistic type way so then you'll be, uh, if triggered uh, towards doing anything, we want you to be triggered towards helping other people. That's really our motivation because when you have the mindset of being of service to other people, then that will not leave space in your, room, in your head For wanting to seek out things that are going to be essentially... Uh, you know, motivation downers, right? You're going to want to become a person that's uh, being of service to other people, but that only happens when you're optimistic about the future, and that's really Thanks the underlining of all of our podcasts. Because if you are pessimistic about what comes next in your life, you're going not going to be doing the things today. Frankly, the the things you don't want to do when you don't want to do it mm-hmm. today, because you are in your mind not believing that tomorrow is going to be better than today. So why the hell would you put in the effort today? And so we want to move you past that, so that you can make the next, you know, 10, 20 hundred years of your life if you believe in some of the things that are happening in healthcare, and the longevity is going to start really shifting towards uh, lots of people living past 100 all these different miraculous things again because of the pandemic are going to be topics that we're going to talk about so Julie why don't we get to uh, your notes
1: okay so remember two year anniversary 24 months ago now we weren't quite in the thick of it but it is when COVID-19 appeared it was in Snohomish County in Washington State exactly 24 months ago now an epic housing crash was expected but the opposite happened remember those early days where everybody thought the world would come to an end and, and indeed for a couple of months it was a screeching halt but what actually happened was the opposite so 24 months later we're going to go through some facts some talking points for you guys to take some notes on so that you are well-educated on what's actually happened. Number one, record low inventory. As of today, there are fewer than 1 million actively listed homes in the entire country. That is a fact. Point number two, record high prices. You guys are living through this. You know it's true. The average home price is currently 408.8, a new record, projected to keep increasing by at least 16% in most markets for 2022. Adjust for where you sell real estate. You know, Idaho was 32 percent, and other areas were maybe a little bit less than the percent We're going
0: to belabor that point for two seconds. So, your average sale price in most of the country is 409000 you know 400 and uh, you know 9,000, like Julie just said. But doing the math, that means towards the end of this year, hypothetically, it's widely believed that the average. Price of a home in the United States will be five, close to $500,000, yeah. and you're seeing that they're raising loan limit, you know, uh, conforming loan limits, mm-hmm. and all these other types of things that are happening. So this is the irony of being in real estate: is your as inflation and all these other things that are happening. Your your average commission check, even if you're in markets where your average uh your essentially your average percent on the buyer side commission is going down, the average sale price of what you're selling is going up. So you're in a unique position, and you're positioned perfectly if you have the right mindset, because you're going to be getting a raise this year. As other, so even as infl- even without asking for one, even as inflation starts eating away at people's buying power and you're going to, we're going to talk about this in a second, but inflation is the big bugaboo, right? Inflation is absolutely the elephant in the room. But even as inflation starts adversely affecting uh, people's lives, it provided you stay in production and s- provided you stay away from the bad news and you keep selling homes, you're actually going to make more money because of the sale prices increasing, and you're not going to feel a detrimental effect from inflation like you otherwise would have.
1: This is true. Point number three, currently, as of today, we're at an all-time record of licensed real estate agents, which is 1.6 million licensees in the country.
0: Now, remember, not every real estate agent – Um, actually that's realtors right it's 1.6 million members of the National Association of Realtors but that does not account for those who are not members of the National Association of Realtors so it's actually more yeah. It's widely believed, and this is the number that's been tossed around forever, that a million or so agents exist in the United States that are not members of the National Association of Realtors. So you're looking at nearly you know, 3 million real estate uh, professionals, let's call them, in the United States. In the United States, not globally. Globally, you're tens of millions of uh, people that consider real estate their profession or at least their, their part-time hustle, as it were.
1: That's it. So number four, mid-size and secondary markets, and even beyond that, rural markets have greatly benefited by what is now being called the Great Reshuffle, with people moving to more rural areas and away from urban centers. Who would have thought that Boise was the leading market for year-over-year appreciation?
0: Boise is actually a good example, but it's not a great example. A great example is where Julie and I bought our cabin in Murphy, North Carolina. Because it was just uh, trust me when I tell you that is isolated. If you want to just see what isolated looks like, go and put Murphy, North Carolina, on Google Maps, and here's what you'll see: nothing, (laughs) nothing but trees and mountains, and there's nobody around. We had when we are there, we have to go out of our way and be intentional about seeing another human. We can discover, we can run into a bear before we'll (laughs) (laughs) run into a person, right? But now here's the thing: Uh, what was the uh, cable guy that came out?
1: What's his internet name? dan
0: the internet dan the internet man right yeah, that was really his it. name yeah. so dan comes out and he and dan's that got this big he looks like somebody from uh the mill gibson movie where they're painted their faces blue yeah, or vikings or, but yeah exactly yeah. i mean he had this big red beard with dreadlocks in it and he's a super nice guy and he's from this part of appalachia and he knows everybody every knows every nook and cranny knows every everything been there raised you know the whole thing and he was telling us that in the last, really, 18 months, all the vacation houses, and this is an area where it's mostly second and third homes, cabins and things like that, are all selling, most of the time, they're selling to people who have never seen them before. He knows that because he's putting cable in them. You know, he's putting a satellite in them. Yeah. Yeah. Or and trying said, to. and the real estate in that market, and trust me again when I tell you it's isolated. So that's not like Boise, which would be, oh, they, you know, it's a big, it's like Columbus, Ohio, where Julie and I right. are from. Secondary market. It's, it, this is something that's just, you Go have on. to really make an effort to get there. All the houses have sold. And all the houses, basically, when they come for sale, have multiple offers. Yes. It because people are choosing to live in more isolated areas. They're wanting to live in the woods, basically, Mm -hmm. at full time. And now what you're going to see, because of Starlink, that they can live full time. Their kids can go to virtual school. They can uh, obviously work uh, remotely. Maybe they show up once per month. This is something that many people have only thought would happen in their lives when they reached retirement, that they could actually live where they wanted to live, how they wanted to live in lesser expensive areas with low property taxes, the mm-hmm. whole thing. But because of COVID and because of work, you know, essentially like eXp Realty, you now can work remotely easily because the you know the brokerage is online. Well, virtually every company, in order to attract really good talent to their company, has to leave a virtual option open for them to work virtually. And so people are gobbling up real estate, on every remote mountainside on planet Earth, and Starlink, which is – now, here's – this is crazy, right? Starlink was going to happen anyway, but now you have this pandemic. Now you have um, essentially people wanting to move out of the cities, maybe originally to get away from the pandemic, but also a lot of them because they wanted to have this better quality of life. At least that's what they sought, not to live in a city, but to live in a countryside. And at the same time, there's this technology that was making it so that you now can have or soon some of you already have access to Starlink. You're going to be able to have faster download speeds for like $100 a month, download and upload, than you can in some markets even using like Google Fiber. You know, that sounds crazy bizarre. But <laughs> if you s- just Google it, Starlink. Yeah, and
1: you can sign up now, can't you? Like you can get yeah, a, we kind did, of a waiting we, list. Yeah, we
0: did. For Murphy, we have our list It costs uh, on the reservation list. It costs 100 bucks. We're also doing it in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. uh, but in many parts of the country, in many parts of the world, Starlink already works, and people are it's testing awesome. it, and it's literally faster than fiber. And fiber was state-of-the-art for a long time, but now for $100 a month, and it's unlimited, and who knows how that's going to change over time. Sure. But and that means that if you are working and you're doing you know, heavy uploads and downloads and spreadsheets and Zoom presentations and all the rest of it, uh, you now can live anywhere on planet yes. Earth. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. you can live on a boat. Right. I that's mean, this, right.
1: You can be that remote.
0: And we didn't have this in our notes, but yacht sales, boats, and let's call a yacht something that's 100 feet or greater. Let's say a boat, maybe 50 to 100 feet. I'm, Julie and I aren't boaters, but I'm looking out in the ocean right now, looking at boats. Um, you know, something you can live on. Well, you can live in there. You can have Starlink satellite, and you can work on a boat in the middle of the ocean. That's These,
1: about as remote as it can be, right? But
0: But this has all changed because of the pandemic. Now, I think this is a good thing.
1: It is a good thing. And <laughs> by the way, you're welcome. We just saved you a bunch of money. Go sign up for Starlink because there's not a single person listening that can't use that. Yeah, faster for Faster sure. speeds, right? Yep. Okay. So even point number five, even our language about houses has changed. Now we have Zoom rooms, Peloton rooms, and offices which are closet offices. We've seen this in your home brochure descriptions, et cetera. You know what we're talking about. This is one of those things people desire. So point number six, the number of homeowners who refinanced or are in the process has doubled in the past 24 months. These are all results of, you know, 24 months of COVID here. Point number seven, this is really interesting. In spite of record low inventory, we had a record number of sales topping out at 6 million closings. Normally it's around 5, 5.1, somewhere in there, but we had actually 6 million closings. And I think about examples like, you know, uh, the Kenmores in Kennewick, Washington, near the epicenter of where C-19 actually started. You know, they were able to sell over 400 homes, with averaging less than 12 actives at a time. And it's because the velocity of sales was so high. It comes on the market, you guys know this, you live it. it comes on the market, you sell it. But there's other so m- just because there's low inventory does not mean that there are fewer sales. Correct,
0: and that's the thing is fascinating. And even true in a down market, mm-hmm. which we're not gonna experience anytime soon, but there's still people making lots of money, there's still lots of available inventory. Correct. It's just different people that are making the money. Again, you guys are in the right industry. Your uh, real estate license was one of the smartest things you've ever done. I'll only followed closely by listening to this podcast. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but you know what number one is is when you joined our coaching program, but that's an aside. The reality of it is is you've done the right thing. you're in the right industry. you just have to learn how to basically take the right steps to get the most out of that experience. And one of the things that all of you should be doing if you've not done it yet, is you should be downloading our free real estate treasure map. It is free. The treasure map is, doesn't cost you anything. It's your fill-in-the-blank life and business plan. Just text the word HARRIS to 47372. Text the word HARRIS to 47372, and we'll text you back how to download the treasure map. Remember, a message and data rates may apply. Text the word HARRIS to 47372.
1: All right, so point number eight, we had 17 months straight Of not just price gains, but double-digit price gains. That is a historic record as well. So those eight points are really a summary of some of the effects that housing has had in the past, over the past 24 months since COVID started. Before you get to your next major point, because let's go through a couple more. Um,
0: So here's the thing about these double-digit price gains. And I want to be really clear about this, guys. Stop expecting prices to fall. If you're rationalizing that I'm not going to buy, I know, I'm teeing okay. you up. If you're rationalizing that you're you're not going to uh, you know feel comfortable selling houses for people because you don't want to be in a position where you're having to tell them 12 months from now that the price is half of what they paid, not going to happen. If you're deciding not to buy something or a rental property because you're worried about overpaying, stop thinking like that. What we're dealing with now is the Great Reset.
1: That's it. So the question is, what happens next? Will there be some kind of epic correction? Will interest rates cause that? This is the hot topic right now, right? I saw an article come across my newsfeed today that was top 10 markets for foreclosures. Well, who's not going to open that, right? And guess what? They named the cities. But then when you dug deeper for the data, not a single one of them had more than point 19%. one nine percent. I now, think that was the highest.
0: Now, why do why did, why did the, the articles written that way? Uh, because people will click on bad news. People don't click on good news. If it had been the top ten places for housing uh, housing appreciation, maybe out of a hundred people, fifty people would have clicked on it. Anything that's scary, you're going to have a hundred people
1: click yeah, on well, it. Well, people are thinking, well, you know, the based on the past eight facts that we rolled out, there must be a correction coming, right? But in fact, listen to this. Point number A on this, what happens next? Currently, we have le- record low forbearance rates. Remember, forbearance is what were what happened in the beginning, in the middle of the pandemic, where you put your house in forbearance, you could skip some payments, it goes on the back end of the loan. That was the government's way of stopping a housing crash, and it worked. But what happened? Everybody said, well, that's going to cause a housing crash. They're not going to get caught up. Not true. Less than 1.5% of mortgages are currently in forbearance, and fewer than 1% of mortgages are in foreclosure. It's actually between nothing and 1% are in
0: foreclosure. And we should even double down on that last point because it's really important. In certain markets, there might be certain things that happen that cause there to be a reversal of home values. We saw it when Julie and I sold real estate You could have, for example, a town that's predicate that a lot of people work at a certain kind of you know business, whatever it is. It makes widgets, and that widget company goes out of business, or something happens. Inflation, again, I'll say it again, is the big bugaboo. It's the monster in the room that nobody knows how, nobody talks about, and nobody talks about it because no one's lived through it, and no one's actually studying the long-term ramifications of inflation. But I'm telling you, what's going to follow with this inflationary bout? And Julie and I have been studying it, we're listening to tons of podcasts about it. It's going to most likely be stagflation. That's where uh, wages stop increasing, but inflation continues to rise, which means your buying power goes down. That is going to adversely affect a lot of different kinds of employers. A lot of types of businesses will fail depending on how long this cycle lasts, and that will result in um, unemployment. And so, what happens, you know, this is not anytime soon. But it could, if there isn't something significant that changes the direction of the market, we could be entering into a long-term phase of stagflation. Inflationary bouts on a whole, like what we're experiencing now, last at least 10 years. And so, again, this is not going to be a snap of the fingers. This is not temporary. This is a long-term thing. Going back to housing, what does that mean? If you're in an area where there's an employer that's barely keeping the lights on, there's there's a good chance that they go out of business, you will see... Uh, potential foreclosures, unless there's those people leave, they can't make their house payments or they leave, they abandon that, whatever. These types of things happen. In those markets, you are going to see an increase in um, foreclosures. You will see an increase in defaults. But here's what's different you will not see the banks for closing because the banks are going are essentially ran by the government In essence, especially those who are using conforming loans, portfolio loans are different. Um, you know, jumbos and super jumbos are different, but for the most part, most of the government agencies, though there are rules and guidelines for foreclosing, will not foreclose. You will see that there will be no political motivation, even on the local or the national market, to foreclose.
1: They have so many more tools than they used to. This time is not anything like the last time that some of you are trying to make it like. Because they didn't have any of those tools and there was no, you know, we didn't have the same impetus and the same experience.
0: And trust me when I tell you, if Julie and I thought there was going to be a big avalanche of distressed real estate, we would be the first people to tell you and we'd be preparing you. We do not think that's going to happen. There's no reason to believe it's going to happen. The low price today will seem like a bargain. I'm sorry, the high price today (laughs) that you cannot rationalize uh, even thinking about uh, buying for yourself will most likely... Feel like an unbelievable value 12 months from now.
1: Yeah, don't say woulda, coulda, shoulda. All right, what about interest rates? Well, point number B here about what's going to happen next. Well, Fannie Mae has predicted that rising interest rates in 2022 will indeed affect housing demand, however, only by 3.2%, 3.2%, fewer loan applications, and they say almost all of them will be, as predicted, first-time buyers who are priced out, you know, price sensitive, payment sensitive folks, FHA and VA buyers. So far, even with rates inching higher, because they have been, loan applications are still up by 8% this month. So that means that it is not coming to a screeching halt. Now, point number C, and this is one of my favorite ones because I'm really glad to see this. New construction will come to the rescue on some level. Home building has increased 15 and 1 percent since the, uh, the beginning of the pandemic, with 1.7 million units set to be built this year. Well, that sounds pretty exciting, considering we sold 6 million houses last year but keep in mind that this is a mixture of single-family townhomes condos and multi so not all 1.7 million will be your traditional single-family home
0: and julie we need to wrap it there because you and i need to go down we're still at this uh, exp event and we have a little presenting to do and so we need to get cleaned up and go down yes, we do. so we're not in our workout clothes
1: indeed we have to go represent <laughs> we have to go represent
0: so in the meantime if you guys want to talk to us about joining eXp Realty if you're looking for a sponsor that will be proactive in your success at eXp Realty Julie and I are formally applying for the job of filling that role uh, in your business and personal life please do consider us as your sponsor at eXp Realty text me directly In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.